We're here another week by the grace of God, <laughs> listening and talking and talking and listening. <laughs> you got one mouth and two ears, so you got to do one better than the other. What's up, y'all? Um, that <laughs> Listen, sometimes you just got to go for the gusto. And I was not prepared. Doesn't matter for that. How you been, friend? I am alive, girl. Yes, and I'm just happy. I'm just happy. I'm, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I'm happy too. Yeah, man. Uh, you guys may not have known, but I was in a car accident, and it shook me up like pretty, pretty, pretty badly. Um, yeah, I'm out of commission. So yes, I had my car back. FYI. Yeah, because the last few episodes. The last few episodes. I was carless, okay, abandoning these streets, but got myself together. <laughs> She's on a SEPTA diet. Listen, SEPTA ain't do no wrongs by me. It got my ass in shape. <laughs> the SEPTA diet will work. I am a... <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm you're back, process. You are but healthy. I'm back. I'm back. I'm super excited to just be here, recording another episode, kicking it with my girl. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Had to give this, this this drive one more try. That's it. That's, <laughs> That's all. all you can How do. How you doing? I am good. Like, yeah. like good, good? Yeah, I'm finally getting my voice back. You know, laryngitis is a hoo-ha. She sounds like an Uncle Festa. I did. Ooh, it was bad. So I just needed to be on, like, vocal rest. And I just sat and was just quiet and thought of nothing. Um, For the first time, I really thought of nothing. <laughs> And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I'm back. <clears throat> Y'all might hear me clear my throat a few times, but I'm good. So, you want to get started? Girl, we been started. Where you oh. at? Oh, well, sorry. Somebody come get her together. It's Thank hot. you. Listen. I got a joint of the week, though. What's your joint, girl? My joint of the week. <laughs> really? My joint of the week is about being strong. Mm-hmm. Now, for the last two months, I've been going to kickboxing, and it really helped me mentally and physically. I, I've noticed a lot of physical changes with myself mm-hmm. and mental, phys- like you know, mental changes, and just being strong in that area. I've never challenged myself physically before, and I, I feel that I don't approach situations the way that I used to, and I, I feel that um, I'm just becoming stronger as an individual. Um, I feel like I'm getting my woman wings more. Like you see how like when you see older women and they just kind of be chilling. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, that's where I'm at. Mm. It's like I'm just chilling. I'm just trying to. I have certain end goals for certain things, and that's where I'm at. Also, you know, let's not take strong out of context. You know, the strong person, the friend or family member, whoever they need help too. So check in on your strong friends too. Yeah, so I'm not saying I got it all covered and everything, but I feel like I'm doing pretty good. Like I'm pretty happy where I'm at right now. So, but there are times I feel really down. So, and Daph is, you know, a homegirl of mine that I could tell, like, yo, today is just really not a good day. And she'll, like, pull out the Bible verse and send me something that, like, get my life together. So, you need friends and family, people like that around you. So, um, I'll say thank you for that all the time. And that was not me. <laughs> but yeah, that that's really my joint of the week. That's really oh. it. Gotta be just because you're strong doesn't mean you can't be not even weak, mm-hmm. but just vulnerable. Vulnerable. Yeah. Even strong people need help too. That's what makes you strong. Agreed. That's it. You need a good tribe. You do. Surround yourself with people who bring out the best and don't feed the worst of you. Mm-hmm. Good tribe, good vibes. Ooh, what? I'm putting it on a shirt. That is- if some, one of y'all take it, I'm coming for my money. We suing. I'm suing. Okay, good tribe, good vibes. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your joint of the week? So my joint of the week is a Netflix uh, documentary 
Quincy. And it was directed by Rashida Jones and Alan Hicks. It's about Quincy Jones. So Rashida's dad. And um, I watched it the other day and I just felt so inspired, but yet I had questions. So if you guys haven't, it just came out in September of this year and um, everyone knows Quincy Jones. Everyone. I mean, though. Like around, but not just everyone in like the black community or anything like that. Around the world. This is true. Around the world. Like everyone knows Quincy Jones and so you know who's he who um he worked with and like Michael Jackson and uh what is it Ray Charles everybody with Frank Sinatra all of them so Tevin Campbell I'm gonna I got my fist up for Tevin Campbell that's another story for another day but (laughs) y'all I just want Tevin Campbell to come back that's all I'm saying Quincy where is Tevin Campbell All of the side eyes. <laughs> that, was, that was just my little uh, I PSA. Know. Yeah, right. Little PSA on MI. Back to Mr. Jones. Yes. So Quincy is just a documentary, um, and is telling his ups and downs. Of course, you would you know it highlights his successes um, throughout his lifetime, and he's really been in the music industry for 40, 50 plus years. Like what? Like you? Like you? You don't hear of this. You will never hear of this Mm-mm. as of yet with the people that are out in music industry right now. Nope. You won't. I mean, sad to say, I'm not trying to say, oh, nobody can't do it. You can. It's just that who? Who am I going to be like from my childhood? I'm going to say, oh yeah, when I'm 80 years old, yeah, he's still around, or yeah, he's still doing his thing in the music industry. Yeah. But, um, and if he was so hard work, like he's so hard working and just all the time he took at the request of the Na- uh, National African American History and Cultures Museum. The new one down DC? Yeah, the okay. Smithsonian. So, the opening for that, like he did the whole, like he orchestrated the whole thing, like the acts and like who's going where and you know what songs and who we're honoring and all that stuff and it was all upon a request you know that that saying like asking you shall receive that was really like the museum asked and he said oh say what so what was it like a performance there yeah oh it was an opening performance you know when they the very first time when they opened oh okay. like before they opened i think it was like a ceremony or something so this is the the one i'm talking about and he orchestrated everything and he in his 80s like doing that Mm -hmm. and everyone has so much respect for him but it also told about his um just his his issues and his family's life he had a number of marriages but yet he loved his children and he was, you know, not to be a, a, not to ruin it for you guys. If you watch it, great. You'll still find something that I didn't find. Or you can be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, she said that or whatever. But he said one thing's one thing that he wished he did good in his life or can do again to improve on. And it was his marriages. How many times has he been married? I think about three or four. I can't remember, like, okay. an exact number. But he had children with the wives and, like... He loved them. So they just didn't work it out because of his work ethic. And when you're always on a road, you're always feeding into your dream. You forget to feed into home. Mm-hmm. And that love can be there in the beginning, but, and it can produce children, beautiful children, but it has to be more than that, mm-hmm. you know? And so I just think it's a really good documentary on Netflix. Um, if you guys are just looking for something to watch, it's entertaining. You're going to see some of your favorite artists on there. Um, and they're, you know, across the board. Like, is any artist you can think of, they're there. They're honoring him in some kind of way. Now, is Quincy being um, shady Quincy, how he was in that article a few months ago, throwing shade and about different artists, or he, um, Rashida decided to um, cut that? I don't feel like he's being shady. I feel like... Because he was saying the Beatles couldn't sing. I mean, but is he lying? I mean, like, I mean where's the... <laughs> but, you know, whatever. That's one person's opinion. I agree. I know a few Beatles hits, but, I mean, you know, this is a personal opinion. I mean, the man, 
studied with renowned people. Like, how do you like? I can't. I'm actually fathom. gonna watch it. Like, you have to. You have to because it makes you. It it really made me want to work harder. Not that I don't already, but to work harder, more constructively, and just up the ante a little bit. Um, but it also made me appreciate my family and the support and my friends. And, you know, and he really, like, throughout the documentary, he really harped on his relationship with his mother, which is something that is very interesting. You know, on our podcast on Puff Puff Give, we talk a lot about mental health. Why? Because your mental health is very important. And his mother struggled with mental health issues. Mm -hmm. And, like... She was an ex-slave. Like seriously, yes, that it was him, and I believe it was Ray, Ray Charles. Um, they said, I can't, you know, this is just paraphrasing that they were the only two who really, um, who who parents were like once either in slavery or one step away from it. Like a lot of our generation don't like we know what it is by hearsay. Mm-hmm. We've never experienced it. But for their parents, they experienced it and then had to raise them. So they're coming out of this, you know, this generational, uh, you know, a chain that they have to break. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's really very, very interesting. And I suggest that you see it. Please go see it. Some people will like it. Some people may not. They may say, oh, is this and the third? But I do like how it was constructed for a documentary. And um, it does show his ups, his downs, and the moments in between. Okay. So it's not just like glorifying everything that he did perfectly or all the music, you know, musical stuff that he put together. But um, it shows, it almost, it's like a glimpse into real life Mm -hmm. and his real daily struggles and things like that. So if you want to watch it, if you're looking for something to watch, and you have a Netflix subscription or somebody else's password and, you know, <laughs> username, use it. Go watch Quincy. Do what you do. And that's my joint, baby. So we are going to switch shout gears. Out oh. Real quick, before we switch gears, um, let's shout out M&M's. That's all. Just Not the m M&M and peanut. Oh, the candy. I mean, shout out to the rapper, too. But... The candy, because you know, sometimes in the moment of need, Woo-hoo. when you're trying to live a healthy lifestyle and eating your fruits and veggies, sometimes M mm-hmm. Ms are just right there. Wow, well, wow. Yes, Lord, just right there Woo-hoo. to just say what, do what, share me or have me to yourself, and you I get do. it. Yes, Lord, just just milky chocolate or have a little nut. Just, just, just. I'm not bit. saying hallelujah on that. So I'm just not. <laughs> I'm just saying M and M's are there. Shout out to M and M's. Yeah, because they're delicious and they are helping us right now. <laughs> so, yes. Serious note. Ooh-hoo. So we are in October. Whoop, 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 whoop. Ooh, yes, I can smell the ginger snaps and the cinnamon and the pumpkin. Ooh, all the pumpkin spice. Pumpkin. Pumpkin spice. I know my white girls out there is loving it right now. It is your time. Flores. It is juices. Flores. Sweatpants, pink sweatpants. Ugh boots. Oh yeah, this is your season. Oversized sweaters and pumpkin spice. You flourish. You flourish. Okay. (laughs) Come on, come through Starbucks. (laughs) For them. Yeah. I'm okay. All right. (laughs) But not only is it October, but it's also Breast Cancer Awareness Month and Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So, to all of our folks out there that have had breast cancer, that are survivors, that has a family member with breast cancer, we want to share a few facts that we found on the African American Breast Cancer Alliance um, website. And just give a few tips and facts and pass along to a friend. Do you know anyone with breast cancer? My grandmother. Yeah? Yeah, she had um, breast cancer. Does it like run in your family? I wouldn't say it runs in my family, but she did have it. Yeah, my aunt had it. Um, Besides her, I don't, like, not not anyone. And I've known, like, other people that were close to the family. They may not have spoken about it, but... They um 
had to battle with it. So, yes. yes. Shout out to the survivors. Absolutely. Shout out to those that's in the fight, that are fighting. Keep on going. Yes. You can do it. So, numero uno, all women are at risk for breast cancer. The risk increases as you age. Mm-hmm. Number two, did you know breast cancer is the leading cause of cancer death among black women? I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I thought it was heart disease. But amongst the cancers, that's that's something to know. Um, African-American and black women under the age of 40 can have more aggressive tumors and benefit from early detection. Frequent breast cancer screenings and medical treatment increases chances of survival. Now, I have a, like, I, I guess a concern... Because it seems like sometimes health insurance, is, and I'm not just talking about breast cancer. I mean, I've never had, um, uh, what do they call it? A, a mammogram. I mean, mm-hmm. according to them, we're too young. But even with like a pap smear, they'll say, oh, if you had, um, a, I guess, negative readings, then they won't give it to you within the next few years. And I feel like with health insurance, why is that? When you have so many you know, syphilis and this and that, and, you know, women that are younger that are receiving diagnosis of breast cancer, why aren't you guys starting more prevention? Yeah, more prevention early. Yeah. I feel like if I have to get, if you suggest to me to get a flu shot every year, Mm -hmm. why not uh, some type of testing done or at least like, you know, um, at least like every two years, if that. Yeah. There needs, there definitely, definitely needs to be more of a conversation about this. Um, like people talk about cancer, fuck cancer, yes, fuck cancer, like all that. Like, but let's actually have a real conversation about like our healthcare. Agreed. Uh, our healthcare, because sometimes healthcare, depending on like the type of care or how much care you do have, they may or may not pay for it. Yeah, they may or may not. And it's like, you know, these cancers are no joke. Mm-hmm. And early detection, if possible, please, 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 please do um, just stay, like, you know, find a primary care doctor and just stay in tuned. Check up on yourself. Please do, because you can always check your own yeah. breast if you know how your breasts feel. Do you check your breasts? I do. I touch my boobies every day. I do, but I don't. Touch them with the thought, with the feeling for a yeah, no, yeah. no. Because some women, <clears throat> believe it or not, some women, some women just have lumpy breasts. Mm-hmm. So it may not be like be, it may, it's like very right. cancerous. But you wouldn't know that if you don't check yourself, if you don't know your body. And if, if and if you do feel lump, and if the doctor, you know, if you if you feel concerned, and the doctor saying it's not cancer, listen. I'm always one to say go get a second opinion. If you're not mm-hmm. satisfied, this is your body. You have to live with it. Go get a second opinion. Don't feel just because what the doctor said that that's it. That's law. No. No, it's not. Okay. And get blood work. Absolutely. Always get blood work. Because everything, the truth lives in your blood. Hello. All right. Elderly women may be less aware of breast cancer factors. um, I'm sorry, breast cancer risk factors and delay seeking medical attention. This delay may result in more advanced disease. You know, I've never talked to my grandma about that. Like. Grandma, are you checking your boobs? I'm going to call her. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell her that. Like, hey, you know. Misha had the cutest grandma. She really does. You know she is boo. just, what? Lovely. <laughs> She's fabulous. I'm going to skip down just a little bit, but men can also develop breast cancer. Mm-hmm. The signs and symptoms are the same as those for women. So, guys, check your pets. Check, check the pets. Check. Are we that went on another T-shirt. Okay, check the pecs. Check the pecs. Yes, this not is just serious. look at them, baby. Yeah, don't just flex them, but check Mm-mm. them pecs. All right. Yeah. Fortunately, survival rates are increasing due to improved breast cancer detection as well as advances in breast cancer treatment. I'm, I'm, I, I feel confident in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure things have changed since our parents. Definitely, because technology has changed. The Absolutely. world has changed. We've had way much more. Um, influences on like growth hormones and things that we consume and are exposed to so yeah definitely yep so we can't just give you facts without uh plan action you know action plans so here we go 
you know, Daphne and I just mentioned before a monthly breath, uh, breast self exam. It says starting at the age of 15. Hmm. Okay, so rub on your boobs. All right, clinical breast exam annually by your healthcare provider. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah usually you get that. Like they, they you tell you when to the mm-hmm. OBGYN or the mm-hmm. GYN. Yeah, yeah. Uh, screening mammogram every year starting at thirty-five years of age. Hmm. Um, learn about your family's cancer history and genetics, specifically cancer of the breast, colon, ovaries, and prostate that are gene and hormone related. So, ask your mama, your daddy, your grandmama, figure out. Hey, what's going on? Because it will really help you in the long run when you have to ask those, answer those questions on, you know, those forms. Talk to your family. Mm-hmm. Reduce your alcohol and fat intake. Reduce your weight and increase your exercise. I think that's pretty... That's general. That's a, that's a general yeah. rule of thumb. Just, <clears throat> excuse me, just try to, you know, be more active. Uh, see your doctor ASAP. Early detection, diagnosis, and medical treatments help increase positive outcomes and survival. So, you know, it might be scary if you do feel a lump. Sometimes we'll sit back and like, oh, I'm scared. Maybe mm-hmm. it'll go away. Or maybe I don't want to think about I don't, it. Yeah, I don't want to know what's going to happen. But you, you have to be proactive. Mm-hmm. You cannot just sit around and just, it'll go away. If you need to take a trusted buddy, a friend, take him or her with you to the doctor and help you get through it. You know, for all you know, it could be negative. Mm-hmm. You know, so... That's our tips for breast cancer. And always, awareness. always Google. Google is your friend. But but then it could scare you too. No, no, no. I mean, well, let me put it this way. So <laughs> when I mean, when I say Google, I mean research. Research. If you don't know how to do a breast exam on yourself, there's pamphlets out there at your doctor's office, at your health health care um, clinics, uh, YouTube YouTube it on how to. I'm sure it's how to show how to examine the boobs. Listen, rub on your breasts. <laughs> rub on yourself. <laughs> Feel my. I'm sure Ayanla Von Zant gets Listen. breast exams because she always got somebody rubbing on her breasts. She, <laughs> she do. You, and you gotta say breasts like that. Breasts like you do. Show, oh, come here in, in in the bosom. Ayanla. I know we can check you out plenty of time because you always got somebody <laughs> rubbing on them. That's early detection. Okay. <laughs> and it's fungus. Shoot. Put your head on Ayana Van Zandt boobs. Oh, man. <laughs> I can't. All right. So not only is it Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Y'all, y'all. Get your pink ribbons, but also get your purple ribbons. That's right. For Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Um... Yeah, I definitely know people that have suffered from domestic violence. And I don't mean just physical. Like, I would even say for myself. Mm-hmm. Like, verbal, mental. Emotional. Emotional abuse. Like, for sure. I'm definitely, I would say, you know, you don't want to. I would say for myself, I'm like, oh, domestic violence. Right. It's like, I'm not. Because no. you, you always think of spousal abuse. Yes. Or like a man hitting on a woman. Where that's not necessarily sh- so. Mm-hmm. It can go either way. Yeah. It can be a man hitting on a woman. It can be a woman hitting on a man. It can be, you know, people hitting on people or just verbally assaulting, anything like mm-hmm. that. Um. So, yeah, you know, it you comes with all different Yeah, types. like, you don't say, like, oh, no, not me, not the best of violence. But, what? no, no like, when I think about it in hindsight, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, girl, that was definitely abuse. Mm-hmm. Grew up in an abusive household. So, I... You see the signs. You don't think you'll end up in a situation like that. Yeah. And, unfortunately, you do. But when you recognize it... You got to do something about it. And you may not even know because it may just be the what norm. it is. It's yeah. the norm. Yeah. And a lot of people um, that I've talked to or spoken with or met up with or whatever, they have experienced it. Like once It's like in hindsight, the knowledge of hindsight. Yeah. <laughs> That's a word. Yeah. Hello. If I knew what I knew now, then. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lord. But then guess what? If you didn't go through what you went through, you wouldn't be here to know and to have learned from your past experiences. Absolutely. Listen, we all got to grow, man. So, on average, these, I'm sorry, let me shout the folks out. These are facts from the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. So, on average, nearly 20 people per minute are physically abused by an intimate partner in the United States during one year. This equates to more than 10 million women and men. Mm. 
Okay. Because when we always think of domestic violence, we always talk about women, but men are abused as well. Yes. And it's not a joke. It's not funny. You know, everyone, I think, think of men like in the physicality and, oh no, men are much more stronger than women, so he can't Mm -hmm. get abused, but... That's not. It's not just talk. physically. No, you know, mental and trying to break someone down mentally. Mm-hmm. One in three women and one in four men have been victims of some form of physical violence by an intimate partner within their lifetime. One in four women and one in seven men have been victims of severe physical violence by an intimate partner in their lifetime. Mm. One in seven women and one in 18 men have been stalked by an intimate partner during their lifetime to the point in which they felt very fearful or believed that they or someone close to them would be harmed or killed. Stalking, like seriously, guys. Um, On a typical day, there are more than 20,000 phone calls placed to domestic violence hotlines nationwide curious to hear the story of the people that actually take the phone calls like what's the mindset i want to know what's the actions that yeah. you take so what on the other end of the line if i'm telling you my story mm-hmm. and i'm telling you what's going on do you decide whether or not like or is it, yeah, yeah i want to know like if it's an active situation right now like this man or woman is running around the house with a gun mm-hmm. and you call the domestic Hotline. I mean, I'm I'm a, I'm almost certain they notify the local authorities. But how do you? What's the plan to keep the person calm or try to get them into a safe environment? There probably has to be a lot of stress on mm-hmm. the individual to actually work for the hotlines. I was even thinking like suicide prevention. Too. Yeah, definitely. Because mm-hmm. you have to be able to listen and deal and understand what that person is going through, and or like you know to help them. Yep. And then be able to go home and and deal with it mentally. Yeah, oof. They probably need, like, hella counselors. Oh, of course. Counselors need counselors. Yep. The presence of a gun in a domestic violence situation increases the risk of homicide Mm -hmm. by 500%. Not 100, but 500%. Intimate partner violence accounts for 15% of all violent crimes. Women between the ages of 18 and 24 are most commonly abused by an intimate partner. I can attest to that. For sure. Yeah. It's, you know, I will say for myself, when you're young and you get in these situations and the, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be someone that's older. In my case, it was someone that's older, but, um, you, you can think be the same age. Yeah, you could be the same you age. You can be younger. Oh, yeah. It, it just, who you think maybe this is the way it goes? Oh, you know, oh, uh, love is blind. That's mm-hmm. what you say. Oh, God. That, I mean, you now these are, you know, cliche <clears throat> phrases, but they fit. Yeah. It's like you never understand until you hear something like this and you be like, oh, yeah, love was blind. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so the was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so don't just think like, um... Oh, well, you know, he's older or, you know, she's older or whatever. And, oh, you know how they are. They are stuck in their ways. Yeah. Nah. Like, are they just being them? Yeah, don't That's how they are. That. No. Domestic victimization is correlated with a higher rate of depression and suicidal behavior. Only 34% of people who are injured by intimate partners receive medical care for their injuries. Hmm. Yeah, because they're probably scared. Yeah, I've even... I remember when they were saying like women that are from other countries that's not from the United States, mm-hmm. they are victims of abuse because they don't know what to do. So when they're in this situation, they don't speak the language. They don't know the culture. Oh, so yeah. they're like victims of abuse as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sex trafficking and all that kind of stuff. Rape? You know, and, and no means no. Even if that's your intimate partner, if you do not want to, you're you're entitled to that. Mm-hmm. And people think because you're in a relationship, like, you are entitled to give up the draws when you... No. If I don't want to, I don't have to. That's that. If he or she says no... No don't means maybe. Or no... Oh, I just like the way no. you say no. No! <laughs> like, like I've say heard, no okay, again, so girl. No. I've heard that. What? I've heard that. You say no. And... That made them feel good. Like, what? I could, I'm sorry, I still do not understand that. But the one, okay, 
an ex-friend of mine. There's a reason why it's an ex-friend. <laughs> an ex-friend of mine um, was just letting me know of an experience that they had and they got pleasure out of hearing people say no. And what? Especially like women that they were being, and I was like, wait, that's that not what it means. Rapey. Like, super rapey. That is rapey. Yeah. <laughs> it is. And it's like, wait, but I tried to get them to understand like, you know, no means no though, right? Oh yeah. But no, no. Like, no means no, no. Like, yeah. like no. Yeah, like, everybody's on a double word. Like, it's, it's no, no. It's no, no. It's like, don't do it. No, hit him with the desk child. No, no, no. <laughs> okay? And I could not fathom how did you think this was a turn on? And how, or how did you even think this was right? And it's like, well... And they they tried to oh well well she like it is like well no. this is what we this is our thing this is what we do and I'm like no but that's not right that's not I mean I I understand I do respect that people interact in different ways and like I don't want relationships in relationships and fr- whatever kind of ship and that's not I'm not trying to be like insensitive or anything like that to other people's choices on how they live their lives. But I need to, I, I was trying to see if he had a deeper understanding of actually no really does mean no. And it's a concrete, it's not a maybe, it's not a, oh, well, sometimes. No, no means no. Yeah. You, it doesn't, I don't care if it's a game you play or if it's how you feel this day, but not, listen, no. Is the N and the O with a period. And that, and and this is one of those things. I mean, we were talking about domestic violence, but I mean, in, in conjunction with the Kavanaugh and the Cosby's and not even just them, but all the, the Trumps. Everybody. Everybody. Grab okay. When we, let's talk about this frat boy mentality. Yes. That you think. You know, you can run around here, do what you want to do, grope women, grab breasts, grab ass, and you think that's okay. Mm-hmm. And then it's like we always put the responsibility on women. Why are people raising their sons to have accountability for their actions and responsibility? When remember the game like catch a girl, freak a girl? Yeah. Like it's shit like that that starts when you're young. When you're young. And I was actually talking to my nail tech. We about to go on a journey. Because she really put me on key. You put me on. We were talking about um, sexualizing children when they're infants. From infancy. She was saying, like, when she, um, I think, um, um, like a onesie. She put on her son. And it said, like, hello, ladies. Mm-hmm. We would never put that on our daughter. And it's like, from an infant, you are already inviting the womanizing you know i'm a ladies man and i just kind of go around but for a daughter you would never put hello fellas on your daughter's onesie this is true and i didn't think of it that deep but i'm like yes we already set the tone for who they should be because when a guy you know he's sowing his oats you know it's okay for him to do that it's yeah. okay it's okay for you to for men to explore their sexuality mm-hmm. if you would have you yeah um it's okay for them to do that but let a woman they they put it as promiscuous you gotta be oh she being hot and ass how many times you heard how many times you heard that growing up stop being fast you being being fast on your life you You being hot and ass like right it's like whoa 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 i just said hi (laughs) you're not supposed to say hi yeah it's it's just weird and and it's like we all have to take responsibility. Yes. And we need to start holding these men accountable. Guys, if your girlfriend is being abusive to you, you don't have to take that shit either. Sure don't. No. There's a hotline. Because people think, oh, it's cute when couples fight. We got to get over it or get through it to get over it. No. You should not be putting your paws on people. And if you got to do all of that, then it's just time Is it roll. worth it? Let's ask. Let's ask some important questions. It's really time. Is it worth it? No. Hell no. Is it worth subjecting yourself to that? It is abuse. Call it what it is. It's abuse. Yeah. It's abuse. 
And some people would say, oh, it just happened once or two. Oh, she just acting crazy. You know how she is. Uh-uh. Oh, we just both crazy together. Yeah. It's this like we express our love. It's like we if a, if a woman, if our daughter's getting abused, oh, she need to leave him. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, but then if a guy, is, if he even uttered a word that his girlfriend abuses him, oh, he He's a nut. Shamed. He a nut. Yeah. He a sucker. He a bitch. You know, those are things those you hear. Those are words you hear. Yeah. And it's it's not good. And so we need to put all this masculinity and all that shit. Put that shit on the shelf. Because that's nothing but pride. Absolutely. It's pride. We're trained to, to have a bigger pride than anything. Mm-hmm. But pride is just, who, oh my goodness, I don't know who said it, but y'all tell me who when you find out. Pride is just an overdressed insecurity, bitch. Yes. That's we what got three quotes, all right? We are giving you guys love. Y'all better take these gems and get what? them, okay? Three Go quotes, three it. t-shirts, one hour. Boom. Boom. <laughs> and M&M's on the side. You can't beat that. No, seriously. You, you, we gotta stop. We have to stop, you know, let's come together. Let's call a thing a thing. And that's just what it is. Yes, sir. So, folks, um, breast cancer survivors, we support you all day. Domestic violence survivors, we support you all day. Men and women alike. Um, Gender binary. Whatever. Whoever. However you classify yourself. Whatever. If, you in one, if you've been through one of these struggles or you are currently going through it, just know that you are in our prayers and we are standing with you in spirit. Absolutely. So when we do post this episode, we definitely want to post some numbers. Some numbers, or websites, some tips, or yeah, some something. tips something so everyone yeah. can get the help that they need. And, and this deserve. is just an FYI that the House approved the Thompson Bill to reauthorize Family Violence Prevention and Services Act, which is a stem off of domestic violence. Because you got to figure when you're in a, do- a domestic violence situation or experience or however you want to label it, your family is also in it as well. It's never just a one-on-one. It doesn't just affect one person. It affects the kids. It affects the dog. Mm-hmm. It affects the goldfish, the grannies, everybody, all of them. Yeah. So I just wanted to give you guys right in time for Domestic Violence Awareness Month that, you know, there is a bill. Do your research, people. Like, government websites have just about all the current bills, updated information, all that stuff on there. You can find it out. Just type in Family Violence Prevention and Services Act. Check it out. It's Thomason Bill. So, um, that's our notes on that. So let's let's have a little fun. Woohoo! Well, Changlang getting paid over here. <laughs> Why oh, hear that song in a while? Missy Missy needs to go on tour. First of all. Listen, Mr. Missy, Mr. Mina, Melissa, Elliot, we need, we need something. I need to see you in concert. I just need to see you, girl. Yes. Like, just come bless our lives. Like, one more game. One time. One more game. And, and, I, and I want Timbaland to be the yeah, DJ. We need the producer. We need him on. I just need y'all. Like, the world needs y'all. Hip-hop needs y'all. Mm-hmm. If I see Missy in concert, oh, ooh, girl, it would probably be life. I'm gonna be moonwalking. Give me, give me a lit up jacket, some neon something, neon lipstick. Mm. So when we in a concert, you just see my lips like. <laughs> give me something, something. What? I will come in in a trash bag. Bro. Yes, just blowing with a little just silver helmet. Ooh. What? I'll be in a, a personal theme. I'll be a backup dancer. Girl, listen. I'll be your private dancer. Come to Philly. <laughs> Just put that. Okay. Hold up, miss. I don't know. I don't know if you want all that. Um, what? You know. I'm here. I mean, I guess she's doing it if you pay him, but <laughs> How like, you know. How much? Missy? I don't think these services come for free. No. So no cheap, huh? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I'll save the best for last. Yes, yes, yes. But Wheezy F baby, please save baby. And that is all. Thank you very much for coming. <laughs> no. No. Little Wayne came out with the Carter Five. Listen. Did you give it a whirl? Kinda, but not fully. I'm just... This is where our friendship ends. First of all, if it's based off of a Wheezy F baby... Yes. Lil Tucci. He is like one of my favorite rappers. Okay. And I still so love you is, as a friend. So, so this is how you want us to end. See, you see... <laughs> 
Our friendship is as faulty <laughs> as a Lay's potato chip. Shout out to Lay's because y'all are the bomb. Yes, Especially it was contingent on Little Wayne. I'm just saying. If it says flimsy <laughs> as some foil paper from the Dollar Tree, I'm just like, what the? <laughs> Listen. Okay. Fine. I'll take you back. Right. The album, in my humble opinion, I am not. Okay. Misha put the bias on the shelf. Shoot. Okay. It's on the shelf. It's slipping <laughs> as we speak. I think the album is really great. Um, it's not the little Wayne we're used to on the Carters one through three because the four was a little eh. Mm-hmm. But I think this shows his growth as a rapper. I mean, for him to only be thirty six, he's been out for a very long time. Yeah. So you know, when we think of rappers in that caliber, they're like in their forties, like wait, like the Jay Zs of the world. But no, mm-hmm. little Wayne is still fairly young, and I just like the content. You know, people saying they can't understand what he's saying. I really hear honestly what he's saying. Like the lyrical, like the lyrics, it's amazing. In the intro to the last song, when his mom is talking about him, it just sets the tone for the album. I really love it. Um, I just think it's different. It's not the turn up a Millie Little Wayne. It's not that. But I can appreciate the work. And I I listen to it every day in the car. I I I, I say him, Eminem, J. Cole were probably like my favorite rap albums of this year. Oh, definitely J. Cole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Eminem, he he boarded on Kamikaze. So that is my spiel about Lil Wayne. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Um, Lil, Lil Wayne, Weezy F Baby. Um, y'all gonna miss him when he going. And I'm going on record to say that because everybody just want to appreciate, you know, all the new music now. But y'all forgot the man is still current. He be on them singles and everything. And everybody forget. But okay. Just remember that. I just want to give a shout out to Weezy and Misha's relationship. Yep. <laughs> I hear you, Lil yeah. Wayne. And one day, I'm going to make it to the Lil Louisiana Festival. At least he's going to get paid. Shoot. I want to go. One year, I'm going to make it. And I am going to show off because I am a fan. You want the puffs? Do you want the puffs there? Lil Just Wayne, we will open we for will. you. I will give you, I will lay it down. Like, listen, Lil Wayne's the best rapper alive since the best rapper retired. I got the bars for you, Wayne. I'm just saying. Okay. But I appreciate it. I mean, I still like Lil Wayne, but I'm just like, okay. It's just a, okay, okay. So now, let's save the best for last. Mr. West is back at it again, guys. And we're done. (laughs) That is all. Now, y'all know we went hammer time on Kanye West last time. And all I'm going to say is, no, that's not all I'm going to say. Because I'm going to come back with something at once. Kanye really needs help. He really, that is the bottom line. And why is, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, his wife isn't his spokesperson, but why are they letting him talk? Because she she can't control herself. How's she going to control him? Or not even control, but assist. Child, something. Something got to be done. Oh, this gosh, man must over be here trying to free the people. Like, listen, <clears throat> no, neither one of y'all. Kanye. I'm just, when he had that interview with Harvey, it was just so sad and embarrassing. It's not his mental health isn't embarrassing because it's a real thing, but because he's on a public scale, it's embarrassing. That's what I'm saying. It, it makes him look so foolish, and we don't realize. But that is a thin line between insanity and genius, and he's teetering, tottering, because it's just like. Bruh, okay, we understand that you're entitled to your opinion. Nobody's saying that you're not. But you gotta know what you say. Come on, son. Come on. I I just you have to know what you say. He's talking about moving back to Chicago. I mean, you ain't moving to the South Side. You Hello. know that. You ain't moving in the hood, boo. Hell no. You may be moving to Chicago, but it's probably upper, upper, upper east side. On the left side, in the back. He's talking about <laughs> going to Africa to record an album. Why? I want people to know Africa is a continent. 
We need Not the country. Just one place. Yes, we need the country where Nigeria, you know, Morocco. Where where are you going to record this album? Zimbabwe. Yeah, can we stop doing Africa like that? But Cape Town. He was saying you that do? you know, it's like Harvey asked him one question and, and he, he answered something else. Yeah, he just go like total left field. Like there's left field, and then it's like what he said, supernatural, out of this world, something. It was like whoa. I feel like we embraced it when he came out. Be like, oh, that's cool. Came out oh. what, like being outspoken, you mean? Like when he came out as an artist. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, wait, we never had this. It's something different. Okay, we love it. But he still stuck on the, okay, we love it. And of course, the mental health has something to play into it. But he said he off his mad child. He said he off his mad Well, dear, you go. <laughs> dear, you. And that answered everything. Equation solved. <laughs> okay? I mean, I, I just don't know what's happening in their household. Like everything, like <laughs> everything. I know. I'm things, not. I'm sorry. I know Thanksgiving is a shit show in that no Kardashian Wild West house with all them folks. Was the Jenners, the 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 Jenners, the Kardashians, the, the West. West. Who else? And the um, who do I want? The other ones. Thompson, because we got true Thompson now. Yeah. The little baby. I know that shit is a shit show. But you know what? Um, I, I hate when, like, I saw in the comment section that, oh, Kanye West needs a black woman. Like, why the fuck no. we always got to be the savior? And I think no. we talked about yeah. that before. No, nigga, you chose your side, so stick to it. Sure. This is what you wanted. You raped about it. You spoke it into your own destiny. So, you Keep can do that same with- energy, my G. <laughs> Keep it going. Go on. I'll cheer from you on this side. Like, I don't get that. That's that. That really is. That household is probably very, 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 very not just entertaining, but just hectic. I know it's just like everybody need help. Poor kids. And and those are the ones. No one's worried about the children. Is anybody worried about the children? Can we have protective services? Just go check on the children. Yeah, that's all I'm worried about. Cause them kids. Well, they didn't see some shit. They didn't heard some shit. North is probably way ahead of her time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Side on people since she was baby infancy. <laughs> so what's the moral of the story? Get help. Okay. That's a simple. Kanye, stay on the medication. Please stop. You cannot with mental illness. You cannot. Get on, then get off. Oh, I'm feeling good, and that's what people do. They feel good, they feel then they good, get and off. they get off. No, no, sir. I need you to keep that same energy and keep those pills flowing. And I know you got the good stuff because you got the money for the good stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's probably more beneficial to your body and more, you know, for your chemical imbalances. It's working for somebody. Hopefully, it's a good doctor, not like the Michael Jackson doctor. But besides Kanye. Everyone else, domestic violence victims. Um, I'll say survivors. I don't want to call you a victim. No, yeah, yeah, survivors. Um, you find a trusted friend, family member, someone. Please try to get out as best as you can. I just saw a video. try to seek help. Try to seek help. I just saw this woman. She was at the veterinarian and she slid a note to one of the nurses because her boyfriend. But you could tell the dynamic between them was so weird. And the the um the cops came in and arrested him. He was threatening her with a gun and everything. They took the dog to the vet and she slid a note to the nurses. I was like, that's really insane. Believe people. Yes. Sometimes you'll play it off. Sometimes you'll say, well, that's, they crazy or whatever. It's easy to call people crazy. It really is. And that's but the term we really them. should get away from. Cra- crazy is easy. It's an easy go-to. Yep. But situations are more, I guess, more in-depth than just the surface level. So if somebody come in to a, an establishment or someplace where you're at and they slide you a note, take it seriously because you don't know. You don't know. I would rather be overly cautious. Mm-hmm. Than to have someone that I just seen walk in or I just interacted with the other day and see them on the news yep. is saying like something tragic happened to them. I would rather be wrong. I can live with being wrong. And I feel like that's where we need to get at 
Like, stop. We need to remove a lot of this pride. We need to go back to to being humble, or at least if we didn't go back to it, find how to be humble. Learn how to be humble because you'll get more places being humble. But also, like, just know that you have to believe people. Yeah. Because everybody that paint this pretty picture of everything's going well in their lives, maybe the ones, maybe one of the worst ones that are struggling and don't know how to just come out and reach out to people or just, hey, some people, it's somebody out there that haven't even gotten the nerve up to just slide a note somewhere. Yep. To just slide a note or put a note with their phone number or their address or, you know, some type of information that could help and slide it in a police car window or put it on the dashboard, like not on the dashboard, but on the window so somewhere or just reach out to like a, a just a, a waitress or somebody, a maintenance person or anybody. Like, yo, you guys are definitely in my prayers. Absolutely. All the time. All the time. And in the words of Lil Wayne. Mm. Yes, it works for this moment. Follow me. Yeah, now you know Drake and Lil Wayne got a song called "Believe Me." Okay, for real. It's not what you walk away from; it's what you walk away with. And if you walk away with your sanity and your pride and everything, and your life, that's what's really important. So you can get everything else back. If not back, you can build. Absolutely. See, Definitely. Lil Wayne, he's you can incorporate him in everything. You know what? Part two of Lil Wayne is coming, so anywho, follow us. <laughs> follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, SoundCloud. What else we on? That's about it. That's right, about it. Right now. That's for right now. Yeah. Coming soon. Other stuff, but just keep tuning in to your girls. You know we here for y'all. Yeah, follow Puff Puff Give Podcast. If you have any questions, follow us. Um, I'm sorry, email us at puffpuffgivebusiness1 at gmail.com. Send us your questions, topics, comments, concerns, whatever you have. Puff Puff Give. Rest your hand on my bosoms. Oh, yeah, like, <laughs> rest your hand on my breasts. <laughs> All right, guys, we out.